On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the Sixers improved to 31 and 16 after downing the rival Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons came back to town. What took place on Wednesday night? We'll talk about it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook on Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com Locked On today to get started. What's up, D? What's going on, man? Uh, I guess the, the red hot, well, not super red hot, but red hot pitches is, is what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yo, we talk, it was funny when you said you're leading the, um, the rivalry. It was like, man, both sides wanted that smoke last night. I mean, it was crazy, dude. It was nuts with the um, with the physicality uh, so much. And we figured it would be, again, really, really hype. And that's why it was such a big matchup. And, hey, that's why I was part of Rivalry Week on ESPN, uh, to have them on, on national TV the way that they did because it lived up to it in – Sixers did their part early to make it really difficult on Brooklyn, but Brooklyn didn't quit, came back. You got six technical fouls, Keith. <laughs> that was and seven if you include the three seconds, but, you know, that's not really on anybody. But six technical fouls, man, a couple of them from barking at each other, and it, it was it was really it was really fun to watch. Yeah, it was. You see how MB stepped the Claxon, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? He, like, one up on him, dude. And it was funny because Claxon was, like, he, like, yeah. turned his head, like, the opposite direction. And Embiid was, like, like he was adamant. Like, I mean, he was he was going, like, you know what I mean? He wasn't, like, rah, 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 but, but he had some, like, intent on his face. Like, yo, you ain't going to disrespect me. I was, like, oh, man. This Wait, Claxon? Yeah, and this was in yeah. the first quarter. Yeah, he was like, I, "I'm not. You're not doing. You're not scaring me. So keep on talking. Go ahead." Because yeah. I, I was able to read his lips since I wasn't at the at the game for this one. I was back at the studio since I had to do the uh, post game work and all. And you could read his lips when they showed the replay, and he, and he was like, "Man, go sit down." <laughs> but he was saying, "Man, go sit your bleep down. Go sit yeah. your bleep down." And then Joel was like, say it to my face. That's why he walked up into his face. And he was like, go sit your bleep down. So he didn't back down. He wasn't afraid of Joel in that case. But it was fun, man. It was all it was all good fun. And this is what we talk about. We're rivalry week. And these guys are not going to go away. They didn't have Kevin Durant. The next time they play is the 11th. We'll see if Kevin Durant is going to be available for that one. But this one certainly, again, did live up to the expectation. First of all, before we get deeper into it, because there's a lot to talk about, we got to welcome everybody uh, to Locked On 76. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, Keith Pompey from TheInquire.com. We want to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On. 76 as well we got to talk about the game in general a four-point win for the Sixers at home 137 133 
We'll get into to all of that. We'll talk about Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and did that one-on-one battle that we got really early, live up to it, and also the decline of Ben Simmons. You know, normally we don't talk much about the opponent in that way, but it's hard not to when you're talking about the former number one overall pick from 2016, a, uh, a building block for this team, a foundational piece for this team. And this was the first time that he had a chance to face up and match up against his former teammate in Joel Embiid, that those two were the faces of the franchise and expected to lead this team deep into the future. But Keith, hey man, 137-133, and you just talked about the physicality with this one. It was a sixth win of the season. Let's just start here. Six win, six win in a row for the Sixers. It's the league best six win in a row right now for the team. They are 19 and four in their last 23 games. The Sixers are. They are second in the Eastern Conference, three games back of the Boston Celtics. Still a half a game up on Milwaukee because they beat Denver last night in their matchup, the Sixers' next opponent. And um, the Sixers shot over 50%. The defense relinquished over 60% for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but they were able to walk away with this one. How did they get it done? What were your overall takeaways from this one? Again, Wednesday was fun. What was the building like? I mean, it's, uh, the building was uh, was crazy. I mean, it was funny because um, you know, the thing that it was it was funny because there was like a Brooklyn Nets section and in section two seventeen, there was a bunch of Brooklyn Nets fans and they were chanting Brooklyn. I, I saw this before the game. They had a traveling party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, and it was uh, you know, they were vocal, they were loud. It was funny though, but the Philly fans um caught on quick like they would say they were chant ben simmons like ben simmons right and then, and then after they did it the second time they did it the philly crowd will respond sucks they were like <laughs> sucks right so that was that was, that so was they, they, they set him up basically <laughs> yeah yeah it was i was like yo but um but um it was it was a it was a great atmosphere man i'm like I get it. Brooklyn shot 64% from the field. You know, Brooklyn did a lot of things, but I, I came away thinking it was a good win. I mean, mm-hmm. I did. I mean, you you looked at Maxi. you know, Maxi had what? Uh, 27, 27 points. Um, you, you look at Embiid. I think Embiid had a, a poor shooting night. He, he was only two for seven in the second half, right? He, he was too emotional. He was four for 11 in the first half. Yeah. Four, <laughs> yeah. But we we you know we'll we'll get more into that, but to me I, I felt like James Harden stepped up and he did what he was supposed to do, and you kind of forget that he's you know is going to go down as one of the greatest players, and and that's weird because we ask him, hey man like talk about those shots and he's like looking at us and he, he'll answer, but he's <laughs> but it's like dude I've been this making stuff like this in my done. career this is who I am huh <laughs> yeah well, this is what I've done yeah. yeah this is what I've done so. But 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 I I still think that that was a good win. Um, like you said, they're they're, they're uh, thirty one and sixteen, six game winning streak, three games behind the Boston Celtics right now. And 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 you know this is coming from a guy me who thought they weren't in their class. You thought they were, but I didn't. And 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 right now they're showing that they are. They're playing well. Um, and and I felt like that. I know Kevin Durant didn't play. But I felt like the 76ers really showed up and played well. 
Yeah, they did. They they earned the win, and we know that, as, as we always talk about, basketball is a game of runs, and there were a bunch of runs in this game. It was an 8-0 run by the Sixers in the fourth quarter that was countered by the the uh, Nets with the 8-0 run themselves. I think it was 116-102 off the top of my head that the Sixers had with the 8-0 run, and then the Nets just came right back, bang. Next thing you know, it's 110-106, to uh, 106, and partly because of Seth Curry and his hot shooting, by the way, led all scores with 32 points. This was a fun one. This was a fun back and forth. The Sixers had a lead up to about 17, and uh, the Nets just just wouldn't go away. Then they had a what, like a 13, no, 16-4 run uh, late to eventually take the lead from the Sixers, and the Sixers came right back and took it back uh, again in that fourth quarter where the shooting was hot, the passing was crisp, some breakdowns on defense, but uh, with all the emotions that were into it, and Doc Rivers talked about it late last night after with his post-game availability and, and how he he didn't like how the team, and I know you spoke to him, you asked a couple of questions to him in the post-game availability, that he didn't like how the emotions just played into it all because it, it got the best of the Sixers. Now, he said they'll take the win, and you do take the win. It was a good win, but they have to learn how, Keith, to play with those emotions like that and not let it take over and get the best of yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. But I also think that, and when he's he not really trying to single a guy out, right? And he was even asked specifically, mm-hmm. was it Embiid, right? Everybody. He, about Embiid. <laughs> he said everybody. It was Embiid. I yeah. mean, it was, it was Embiid. And, 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 and I also think the fact that, I mean, like you said, you weren't in the building. Dude, it was like, you know how when we in like you in the second or third grade, and it's like somebody going to fight in the schoolyard, like two tough dudes going to fight in the schoolyard. And everybody's like, ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. <laughs> so like when MB got the ball and posted up Simmons, the whole arena was like, ooh. I, I'll say this. Even huh? though I wasn't in there and I couldn't feel it like you, it came across the radio. It yeah, came yeah, across yeah. the television. You saw the people stand up. You heard the you heard yep. the murmurs from the crowd on yep. our radio broadcast, yep. and it was it was nuts. <laughs> yep, and MB was like a wide out who got a a wide open. He got he had a wide open uh, would have been a wide open touchdown pass, but he's already thinking before he catches the ball. He's already thinking about his like celebration, celebration dance, right. yeah. and he fumbles it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So he kept doing that. You know what I mean? So uh, and and I, so I think like this is a game that is good to get it out of your system, right? And if you notice, there was times when he started gradually being himself. Mm-hmm. But now Ben Simmons did a good job on him now too. Mm-hmm. But but I, I felt like I don't feel like when they go to Brooklyn and play is going to be this excited. It's going to be this amped up for for Embiid. I don't feel like I don't feel like if next year. When Simmons comes back, that Embiid is going to be this amped up. So I think this is a one that he'll get out of the system. That's that's fair. The only counter I will have before we step away is he might look at it with just 26 points and how he played it. And we'll get into more of those two next that he didn't do what he really wanted to do and then go and try to make that point the next time out, especially if Kevin Durant is there as the big brother to back up Joel uh, Ben Simmons in that case. We'll come back and we'll get into that matchup. 
did that live up to the expectation and the hype? And I think you can tell based on how Keith was explaining how things went in the arena. Did that expectation live up to the hype? We'll talk about it next right here. Locked on 76ers. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy, right? New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first five dollar bet i mean that's easy five dollars for 150 right just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props plus you can even combine your bets for a chance a bigger payout with the same game parlay right all all this is on the app that is safe secure and super easy to use so football fans don't miss out like i said earlier place your first five dollar bet and get 150 dollars in free bets win or lose at fanduel.com lock on make every moment more with fanduel the official sportsbook partner of the nfl Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, man, let's get to it because Embiid did finish with 26 points on the night. Struggled from the floor as we talked about Ben Simmons, uh, 12 points uh, in the game and, you know, not didn't dominate the way that he typically does in other ways with his, his assists or his rebounds. Got into early foul trouble once again. He was scoreless in the first half. All of his points came in the second half, uh, 10 in the in the quarter for him, uh, four for five from the field, two made free throws out of three opportunities and two points in the fourth quarter. Keith, before he was, um, you know, benched, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, did do you feel like this one lived up to it, and why? You talking about the hype between the two match the matchup between those two? Yeah. Nah, I didn't feel like it. Um, uh, and I mean, I felt like because because of what we talked about earlier, I think MB was a little bit too emotional. Like I feel like if MB would have got him on a poster rise, if Ben Simmons would have came down and did something on MB, blew past him, then we all would have said, "Wow!" Because let's face it, they both have the ability to do both of that. Like, I mean, now Ben might not want to get to the foul line, but if you see Ben on transit in, 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 uh, in transition, you know, you, you know, MB could meet him at the rim. I mean, I'm not saying he's not, he can, but Ben Simmons has the ability to posterize people with his athleticism, but Embiid has the ability to dominate. And I, and like, as you said, Embiid was a little bit too, too emotional, you know what I mean? Too emotional. And it took away from it. Because when you look at it, when we walk away, you know, Ben MB did um, struggle from the field, but he didn't score at all against Simmons. You know, he didn't. And and at one play, Simmons blocked the shot. So, you know, yeah, so people could say, wow, he shut him down. But we all know that that wasn't the MB that we're used to seeing. And I would like to see the MB we're used to seeing 
and see Ben. Now, one thing I will say about Ben, like he just doesn't look the same. He just doesn't. And and we'll, you know, he just like I don't know if the back is still bothering him or whatever, but he just doesn't look the same at all. He mean, like he just doesn't. He looks he looks like a role player yeah. as opposed to an all star. Um, and, and like you said, we'll get into that uh, in just a minute. But I do agree with you because we've seen it for so many years. We just know. And that's not him. Uh, but here's why I say, and you're not wrong, because when we talk about matchups like that, we expect when we have two people squaring up like that to your point of the schoolyard fight and the two bullies are going to go at it. And you want to see a knockout drag out one with these guys to stand up for the full 48 and go at it. And while they didn't give the numbers to do it, I thought that the hype and the theater that came with it lived up to it in that way, that even way. though the point totals of Embiid over his 33, Ben getting his normal 17, 9, and 8, and, and those type of spectacular plays, or even Ben being posterized by Joel. Uh, when you talk about the crowd reacting that way to it, and multiple times, <laughs> not the first one was the first one. It wasn't going to be topped. But when we saw them matched up again, maybe a couple of possessions later, and you still get – uh, a, a pretty good one-on-one -on -one matchup there and the crowd again the anticipation of it all that's why I think it lived up to it because of the storyline that it was of those two finally meeting up and and be fighting for post position telling somebody to clear out to get out of the way so he can get that pass he even looked like when the pass came it was on that angle that at Harden threw to him he was on the right block low block not really low because Ben had him pushed out a little bit away from the block but Harden had to angle it for the pass, but he had to wait for his teammate. I believe it was De'Anthony Melton to clear out and go to the other side of the floor and, and get the basketball. And you, and you mentioned it. He was just too excited. He wanted to dominate him too much, put him through the floor too much on, on that particular possession and the others. And, and it just simply um, didn't go in, in the way that, that he would have wanted to. So in that case, you look at him and you say, you know what, Ben won because Ben was under control in that case and Joel was just too too excited and and uh that's why i would say it lived up to it because of all the anticipation and the theater that came with it points wise they still have to make up for that one but in general it, it, it lived up to it it was fun yeah you raised a good point so i'm looking at it like it was trash <laughs> but no i hate to say it no and i don't it's mean kinda like, yeah. it's kind of like when you see like okay, let's look at the um the Cowboys 49ers game. They like that game, some people say that game was trash. It wasn't 19 to 12, right? Low scoring. Right. right. But at yeah. the end of the day, it was an exciting Good sense of battle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't like seeing that. You know what yeah. I mean? You want to see the yeah. point. So I and, and ben, ben Ben on the one play when Embiid had caught the ball on his defender, it was a perfectly uh, a line pass. And the defender came from the backside along the baseline on the weak side to help out to try to tip it away. And B caught it. As he split them, he went for the two-handed dunk. Ben came in and he got it, hung on the rim. We know B doesn't typically hang on the rim. He hung on the rim because it was the Nets and then Simmons came in. And although he didn't dunk on him, he was in the vicinity. And that's why he looked at him as they ran up the floor to yeah, let him know that. That he uh that he he got him on that particular one, even though it wasn't directly on him, he was close enough. <laughs> and yeah, and that was the point for Joel. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what uh, Ben Simmons is now. As you said, he's not himself. It doesn't appear to be himself. We don't necessarily know why. We can't put a finger on it. But we at least have to talk about his game in general by himself, what he looked like last night. I saw his brother in the crowd on the front row underneath the baseline. and uh, But it was a warm welcome once again for Ben Simmons in this one. We're talking to talk about it next in this final segment of Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, I'm Devon Givens with you, breaking down the Sixers Nets last night. Sixers win their six in a row. A, a fun matchup for rivalry week in the NBA started off with those two teams. Well, Keith, uh, as you said, we, we were around Ben Simmons for his whole career from 2016 to 2022 before he was traded. And um, we know the player. And there's one thing that I talk about a lot and it's funny. It's not saying that I know more than a lot of people, Keith, um, and, and and others don't or can't just because they're not here. Sometimes you have a better sense of a player or a team, how they play, all those things, what makes them tick, what things go the wrong way because you're around them so much. And in this case, with us, with Ben Simmons, you even more than me uh, over the five years that he was here in town, six years that he was here in town and looking at him watching him from afar when he's not playing the Sixers and he's just playing. He does a lot of the same things that he did, but it's really, really, really with so much, so much less aggression than even before. And I didn't even think that was possible, but that's what he's doing right now. He is uh, averaging a career low, as you talked about in our previous podcast, seven points, his rebounds and assists while we have individual games where they'll be up. They're not the same as it used to be. His dribble handoffs, they're just he's just looking to pass as soon as he touches the basketball and not even looking for a shot. In the third quarter, he was much more aggressive. I'm sure that was something that somebody got into his ear at, at halftime, and he turned into a different player taking five shots in the third. Uh, but definitely not the same guy, Keith. And as we talk about things that stood out, what is it about him that you see that's different in Ben Simmons? I mean, like you said, the lack of aggression. Um, um you know, and it could be two things. It could be one of those things where he doesn't want to get fouled. But I also think that, I mean, I'm, well, I shouldn't say I think, I'm wondering, you know, he's had a bad back and, and he's been dealing with that. And I'm wondering how much is he playing, how much pain is he playing in and how much is that is hindering his mobility? Because Ben is a guy, his best attribute is his athleticism, right? His And, you know, he's just one of those dudes. And he just seems like he's not as mobile as he used to be. He's like a shell of himself, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like there was a point where we were saying and they were telling us he was the fastest big guy in the league. You know, like, I mean, is he still? Um, but 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 I think a lot of that has to do with, A, he, he, he's shooting 40-something percent from the foul line. He doesn't want to get to the foul line. And, and B, it's just – his back is bothering him. 
You know, it's, it's a one crazy stat, like not crazy stat, but you're right. The Sixers were blowing them out in the fourth quarter. And then Ben Simmons goes to the bench and they come back. I mean, Ben Simmons, as good as we if we say he played against um, against uh, Joel, he was a game worse minus 16. Right. And then the thing that was disturbing, not really disturbing, but the thing that really makes you wonder is after the game, when Jock Vaughn was asked about why Ben wasn't in there, his I'm going to read his quote to you. His okay. quote is, is kind of crazy. I mean, it kind of like, so what's really going on, coach? So Jock is asked why wasn't Ben in the game. So if you're thinking about being aggressive, you will be aggressive. If you think about being a good teammate, you will be a good teammate. If you think about competing and playing hard, you will do these things. You become what you think about. So he it sounds like the coach is calling his heart in the question, like saying he ain't competing, right? And But then we're looking at it, and I'm like, yo, he's playing good. You think he's playing good, but the coach didn't even have the confidence to put him in there late in the last eight minutes, last nine minutes, and that's what he said? That was his response to him not playing. So to me, that's gonna that's kind of alarming. But the one thing I will say, I gotta give Jock Vaughn credit because Brett Brown should have done that a long time ago in regards to bench and Ben. And all that does is you can either go two ways: you gonna quit, or you gonna get tired of people asking you why you ain't playing in the end of the games, and then you gotta come out and play. And it just seems like. Jock Vaughn is kind of sort of like, yo, he going to have to come out and play if he want to play. You could quit all you want. I thought Brett Brown should have done it also. Uh, different situations, to be fair, because of the franchise tag that's on, on Simmons as a cornerstone here with he and Embiid there. Uh, it's He's third in line behind Durant and Irving, but – still a key component to what they do and we all now we have more data you know more examples of things uh, of how to do this and seeing his lack of aggression but you're absolutely right it should have been done and look same thing with Brett, with uh doc rivers when you talk about who should have done that also remember doc rivers scoffed at the media when asked to sit ben simmons later in the game it, it just was what it was and it, nobody was, nobody was wrong yeah. it was it was an honest question that needed to be asked and you you give Doc credit for standing up for his guy. However, we again being around him for so long knew what the examples were of a late situation in a game where you're trying to keep the ball out of his hands. Although you have him on the floor, you keep the ball out of his hands because he didn't want to get fouled. It wasn't something he was interested in doing and going to the to the free throw line. And if you remember Scott Brooks in that same playoff series played hack of Ben uh, in that Washington Wizards series before they were eliminated because they wanted to get back into the game. They slowed the game down. They got back into it. And, and, and that's the very reason. But you're right. Jack Vaughn deciding to sit him. He should sit him because the lack of aggression is just is, is appalling at this point. Uh, if you know, the one thing that I always said when he was here uh, for a long time, I think it was dating back to 2017, 2018, where it was really, really apparent 
that he wasn't going to do it. And the one thing that I would say was aggressive Ben Simmons is the best Ben Simmons. It became a thing in our city amongst Sixer fans. I even had one person, a media person, uh, copy it. And I should have copywritten it because he stole it and tried to claim it as his. But that's not the point. Um, that That's what it was. It was real simple. Aggressive Ben Simmons is the best Ben Simmons. And while it was a knock, it wasn't a knock. It was just, dude, <laughs> put your head down and go. Because if you do that, you're 6'10", as you said, one of the fastest big men in the league. And you got the ball in your hands while you're doing it. They're going to they're gonna have to make a decision. And sometimes it is going to be fouling you and you have to go to the free throw line and, and make those. And I remember the one month, Keith, that he was so good for like, the, no, it wasn't one. It was like two months. He was like 74% from the free throw line because he was confident in what he was doing. And to see and to read some of the stuff from the Nets people who covered the team, the Nets fans who were having their backup and, you know, their Ben Simmons blinders on. And I understand because they had, you know, a new player, third year, third uh, piece to their, their, their stars. And they wanted to stand up for their player. They see it now because they there was a lot of trade Benson. You talking about the crowd that was chanting for him in, in the arena last night. There were plenty of them when they finally got to see who Ben Simmons has become and some of the frustrating parts about him that get him out of here, you know, right away. And talking about Sixer fans and how rough they were on him, they have become the same type of fan when it comes to Ben Simmons. So that's their problem, but you know it's always going to be something when the Sixers and the Nets face off, Keith. So we can't get away from it as much as we may want to. We can't get away from it, but it was a fun game, as you mentioned. It was a fun atmosphere. It lived up to the hype, the expectation, although the points weren't there in general. Um, it was fun. It, it was fun, and it was fun viewing it from back at the studio. I hope everybody who were not able to hang out in the arena with you. I uh, still were able to listen to it on the radio, watch it on television, and, and enjoy the matchup between those two teams because it was a it was a fun one. Uh, we thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, your second listen, check out Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA. And every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to discuss discuss a little bit more as we get ready for the Sixers and the Nuggets, another game for rivalry week. Joel and B, Keith, needing to check his emotions a little bit because Nikola Jokic is coming to town. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crazy, right? This is going to be, be like, yeah. yeah, what they say, you get out of the such and such and into the pan, whatever it is. I, I yeah. Forget, yeah, I yeah. forget the saying. Yeah, That's okay. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but we'll, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. Yeah, to it should be a fun one. Well, mind letting the good folks know where they can find us. Look, like like D always says, you can find us free and available wherever you get your podcast. But see, that's the same thing for for Locked On NBA. Same thing for Locked On Seventy Sixers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Man, they gave my man D the night off tonight, so he got won't the be night on. off, man. He flyers, off. flyers hey, taking hey. over the radio tonight. Okay, so D has the night off, so. You know, you 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 know, you you can still listen to the show ninety seven five if you want to, but you know, make sure when he comes back that you listen to him. Six o'clock on Friday. Six o'clock on Friday. But what you need to do is you need to follow my man on Twitter at Devon G975. Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. You can read my articles and 
the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquire.com. Absolutely. Well, Keith, man, I can't wait to talk tomorrow as we preview the Sixers and Nuggets. We'll do that uh, tomorrow, but right now, have a good rest of your day, man. Enjoy it. Same, bro. Same to you, my man. Same to you. Peace.